Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Blues have got the pipe for you That'll show you all their attitudes You got love and luck and lust and lovers Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers Hello beautiful people and welcome back to our podcast Love Clues. I'm Grace and I'm Lily and we are the two sisters in the band called Clues. Today we have an incredibly special guest. She's actually the first non-music guest that we've had. For those of you who have not seen the series called Love on the Spectrum, what are you doing? Honestly, what are you doing? It's so amazing. It warms your heart. The amazing woman who joins us today has recently featured on that series. Her name is Teo and we completely fell in love with her when we saw her on Love on the Spectrum. She's got the most amazing energy and we're so excited to have her here today recording an episode with us. So welcome to Love Clues. Teo, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so Woo-hoo! much. Thank you. Woo! Hi. Okay, that was a good intro, Grace. Thank good you so job. much. Thanks. I, I think that does you justice, Teo. <laughs> I mean, you're up in the Blue Mountains, right? Yes, I am. I actually am. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you're just staying in your little bubble you know little chats like this actually brighten my week and brighten my day me too mm, i think it's too. a good lockdown thing to do it, is. it makes a big difference i think like seeing nobody on the streets but like having social media i mean i live in a group home and so i have a lot of people in this house and i mean mm-hmm. so i get to see a lot of people there's actually three dogs in my house so i so i see all the animals i want i'm not alone if you saw the show you see this whole upstairs stairs that I live in so yes. I, I uh-huh. saw I, I have this whole upstairs to myself so I, I do nice. get lonely sometimes yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know it's a big space but I have the carers that come up to me and we play board games and there's a girl care they do my hair and oh that's nice yeah so we you know they feed me and I and I walk the dogs and yes we know we always do the stuff you find things to do I mean, I do miss going out. I know. I was just thinking about that today. Like, I just want to put on makeup, you know, and a nice pair of pants and just go out on the town. Let's go. I'm going to be so ready for it when it's back opened. I was sad. I was like, I'm ready to go on a plane. I know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I know. You know what? You just touched on it then, but I feel like this is a perfect segue into talking about Love on the Spectrum because... For people who haven't seen the show, and I'm sure if there's any last people left who haven't seen it, they'll go and watch it straight after this. Get onto it. But I guess we should just explain a little bit about how it sort of put you on our radar. So it's an ABC series and it's about what we're really interested in, which is dating and different people's experiences of dating. And specifically, it's about people who are on the autism spectrum and how you guys date and how that experience affects your relationships and all that sort of thing. And you were a beautiful feature in season two so I'm pretty awesome. sure yeah, season two. so awesome yes yeah. and for anyone who watches the show will just know that your energy just radiates out like a damn ray of sunshine it does <laughs> it does so I mean I don't want to rake over things that you've already talked about but for people who haven't seen the show did you want to give just a little insight into yeah. you know what you talk about like sort of being on the spectrum and then how that you think that affects your dating life and your yeah, relationships I could do that love on spectrum is for autism it's for adults and young adults dating 
dating show. So they say it's not a reality show. But the thing is that it's a documentary, which it is mm-hmm. a documentary yes. because you get to see all the autism people lives and they share about their spectrum, their sensory, their mm-hmm. um, their worries, you know, and, and you also get to see the parents live on, mm-hmm. you know, how they're on. Yes, how they I remember seeing yes. your beautiful mom on it. Thank and you. People's yeah. families. Yeah. yeah. It mainly focuses on men and women or women and women or men and men. Yeah. And so with me, I, with my story, I was focusing on personality, but I was mm-hmm. also focusing on how to attract to girls because I want to see what the dating life of what a girl would be like. And yes. so also, I guess I dated a guy. And I dated a girl. And And before that, you'd never dated before, right? I have never dated before, no. And also... Because I have to confess, Teo, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast and already know my background, but I've gone on dates before, but I've never been in a relationship. I've never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, I'm very very inexperienced when it comes to, you know, long-term relationships. So I don't... I've had really (laughs) rotten luck and I don't really know what's going on in the dating world. So I definitely relate to that at some to some extent yeah so with level of spectrum i had no experience i was so nervous i had mm. but with me i had therapy i i've had ot's i've had therapy so the reason why people the team i call them team teo not the fans yeah. uh, they think i have dated before they think i'm so good with conversation but the yes. problem is, is that i've had ot's i've had psychologists and psychiatrists mm. and OT- and all that because I've had conversation skills, yes. and that's yes, why. Right. What do you mean by what do you mean by OT? So occupational therapist. What does that therapist? stand for? Okay, occupational oh, therapist. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've had yes. that all my life. Yeah, you've put a lot of work into building those skills. I've had conversation problems where I don't know how to communicate to people. I've had social skills problems. I've had sensory yes. problems. Where, you know, so with Morgan, if you saw on, um, with my date with Morgan, he had eye contact mm-hmm. problems. So yes. I had yeah. that problem too. But my OT um, helped yeah. me with my eye contact. And so mm-hmm. what people really love about what I did to Morgan, he was so nervous about looking me in the eye. So I helped mm. him you know not be scared to look me in the eye so I I actually really noticed that because I know I remember in that episode this was the first guy that you went on a date on and he you know just didn't feel comfortable making eye contact with you and I feel like for a neurotypical person like maybe Grace or me we might think oh you know that comes across as a strange way to interact because making eye contact for us is something that seems very obvious but you just made him feel so comfortable and let him know that you sort of understood that it doesn't matter you can have a great conversation and you and you don't have to have eye contact two ways if the other person yeah. isn't feeling it and it just came across like you were so understanding and this helped him feel so comfortable yes. in that situation it was so beautiful thank you yeah because what it's not Morgan's fault it might have been he might have been just been nervous he might have been so nervous I'm not sure what's his story but the thing is that I want to help him because I'm a person who wants to help people and I know mm. he's going to be on international tv all his life 
life. That's going to be on international TV for the rest of the years. So, and I didn't want to embarrass him. I'm not going to say, oh, wow, you're not going to stare at me. I'm going to say, of course, you know, you don't have to stare at me because this is your first time dating. Yeah. And you understand that, like, you're not going to take it personally. You're just understanding that that is a way that being on the spectrum manifests for him, which is another thing I found so interesting about the show. So illuminating just about just how broad the spectrum is and the different ways that it manifests for individual people. It's absolutely not a one-size-fits-all scenario. And so when you take that individualised experience and apply it to dating as well, it's just so interesting how everybody's, you know, behavioural and like you were saying, you know, people are sensitive to certain sensory things, sounds and, you know, all of that. How that manifests in a dating setting is so interesting. Yeah. So in the interview where you might have seen me wearing a love heart shape love heart shirt well iconic as a person who does not want to have sex that's a sensory thing and then for an autistic person like for me who's had anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and also who's autistic and also who's on the first time on tv i love the show i'm so proud to be on it but the thing is that my sensory i get i don't like holding hands i don't like hugging Mm -hmm. i have a best friend that i've had for so many years i mean we've been best friends since year six and i and i'm 23 now i still don't hug her i still don't you know i mean i've hugged her rarely i have my mom Mm -hmm. and dad that i've had for a long time i barely hug them and kiss them i don't and if i do I hug them on their back, not their front. Yeah, yes. right, right. Yeah. So I can only imagine the thought of being physical with someone that you've just met on a date would be just so, such an, you know, such an extreme end of that idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not physical. I mean, if I am yeah. physical, if I, if I want to touch, I only pet animals because, you know, they're, you know, I like animals. They're soft. Yes. And they're, but yeah. <laughs> they're the only soft things I like. I can't deal yeah. with skin. I can't deal with skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so interesting. Oh, why yeah. do humans have to be encased in these I weird know. fleshy know. shells? Weird jiggly <laughs> bodies. Oh, I know. Bodies are gross. So I get it. Anyway, actually, did you notice that you were being filmed even while you were trying to get to know people on dates? Because for me, I mean, I find dating nerve-wracking and awkward and strange at the best of times. Yeah. And I feel like if a camera was following me around... It it would just feel like I was under the microscope and it would make me act differently. Did that happen to you or did you take to the camera naturally? Well, I did drama in high school, so I'm very dramatic and theatrical. And, I, you yes. know, I'm just a very dramatic person. So, I, I mean, I love being in the camera. And But yeah. with this kind of thing, with the Morgan date, it was out and open. I didn't mind. You know, there was massive space. Yes. And also they filmed it very differently. You were at the opera bar, weren't you? Yeah, the opera bar. So they were very yeah. they were very away from us. But with Rosie and I, to be fair, I was really stressed because I thought Rosie was very attractive. So I was like, wait, yeah. she's attractive? And also, yeah. so there's a like, camera oh. around, so go away. I just want to be with Rosie and I. Yeah. And so yeah. I was yeah. like, all of my emotions were like, crap! <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Just on overdrive. Yeah. Trying to play like, it cool, but like also being filmed. And there's a camera, and I was like, yeah. "What?" You're like, "No, I want to go on this date for real." Everyone, look away. 
I was, yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, I just felt so stressed with Rosie because, you know, she just blew my mind with her outfit. And I know. also, it's just like the Rosie thing was so stressful because, you know, my brain was stressing me out. Mm-hmm, and I just, mm-hmm. I was like, Ugh. Yeah, totally. It wasn't her, you... it was just me. <laughs> yes, yeah, totally. Well, it didn't come across that way. You came across as cool as a cucumber, oh my God, as so always. Cool. <laughs> so cool. Actually, you're cool. I was going to ask, you said on the show that you're attracted to people and personalities rather than one or the other gender. Mm. So I was interested to know what type of personalities you find attractive. Are they similar or different to your own attributes? Well, that's a good question. I'm attracted to I'm I'm attracted to all personalities because you know the people that I met along my way in my life have been like really different kind of personalities. All kinds of people that I met throughout high school, elementary school in Texas, and primary school in Australia. Everyone I met in my life have like taught me so many lessons. And so that's why I like personality. That's why I don't like gender, really. Because, you yeah, know, right. personality can teach you a lesson. And also, I feel like it might not make sense, but it makes sense to me. Personality gives you an option. I think that's what it really, really means to me. Well that, said. That is so wise and it's so true. Yeah, that's just such an interesting perspective because I only, I only date guys and I only think I'm only attracted to guys, but I can I can see how, you know, there's just there's a whole sort of smorgasbord of yeah. people out there yeah. that you can learn from and that, you know, you could be attracted to. And sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, oh, should I date? Should I go on a date with a girl just to see what it's like? But mm. I don't want them to be my guinea pig and for me to test it out on yeah. them. So yeah. I'm just not going to do it. If you don't have the pull of attraction yeah. in the first place, yeah, then maybe that would be the case. But if you genuinely are attracted to girls, then yeah, go for it. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, the thing is that, you know, it matters if they love you for who you are. And that's what I said mm-hmm. on Love on the, Spe- on Love on the Spectrum. If they love you for who you are, if they're your best friend, and if they want you to be your partner, then it doesn't matter what gender or pronouns they are. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it's so true. And you know, I think that is just such an awesome perspective to have because I think that society in general is only just starting to really normalize and understand that speaking of spectrums, like, you know, gender and sexuality is a huge spectrum as well. And there's just, it's not binary and you don't fall on one side of the coin or on the other. And there is just a whole spectrum of these identities that people can fall into and it's just it's amazing and I think even back to when we were kids because we must be almost the same age I'm 23 23 okay you're You're just you're in between oh you're like our little middle sister (laughs) so I'm 25 you're 23 Grace is 22 yes yeah yeah just think back to even when we were at school we went to school in like a little country town and there was there were no out gay kids in my year at school and mm. that is just like they people came out after high school, but that's just crazy to think about now that that wasn't really a thing even where we grew up ten years ago. So yeah. I feel like it's definitely changing, and it's changing for the better. I think. I think it is because I I know there were some transgenders, actually pretty five transgenders in my high school. I and oh. they kind they came when I was in year ten, but when I was in year seven there was not. But like when I was in year nine yeah. to year ten to year twelve, there they started to like come 
come out because that was in the year that that was a time period when they were starting to come out. I think, yeah, right. um, and I was pretty proud of them. It just doesn't matter, you know? It's just best to be who you are. And that's, I mean, yeah. I don't care. Oh my God. Literally yeah. put that on a sign and shout it from the windowsill because it's that's so, so awesome. true. Actually, okay, Teo, I know that you're really into politics yeah. and you're to- a total politics nerd and you could probably talk <laughs> about it all day. But have you ever considered going into politics as a career or like something that you'd actually do? Well, I'm not, I don't want to be in politics, but I have, when I was young, I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. And I still, Mm -hmm. I think that's why I, I, you know, I do my Instagram and Twitter and to be an influencer Mm -hmm. for autism because, you know, I want to share awareness for illnesses and autism Mm -hmm. and all, all, everything and politics. You know, for an autistic person and for an ADHD person, I think the government needs to know that autism and ADHD people and anxiety and depression people can do things on their own and Mm -hmm. speak for themselves. I have no doubt that there are amazing people in politics all over the world who are on the spectrum or have ADHD but I I feel like yeah you you would think and I'm but I just feel like they would but just keep it a secret. Surely. Yeah that's what I was gonna say maybe there's not the representation there yet because if you think back to when you were a little kid and you were growing up do you feel like you had visible role models who were also on the autism spectrum or like people People who were going through the same things that you've gone through in your life that were maybe on TV or in positions of power or acting in movies or playing sport, like people that you feel like you could look up to? Or do you feel on the spectrum? Well, I I look up to Tina Fey, definitely. And I know she doesn't have ADHD or autism, (laughs) but I do definitely. Tina Fey is just amazing. I have a TikTok page of her um, and it, it it's gone very fast. Oh, really? It has 50k followers. It's so successful. Oh my god, shout outs. Love but the it. reason why oh I look up god. to Tina Fey is because she's a comedian, she's a writer, she's, um, you know, a public speaker, she uh-huh. does politics stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, got she's it all. well known. I mean, yes, she can be a little crazy sometimes, but that's good. Can't we all? I mean, like everyone else. A little is. bit of crazy serves everybody well. Yeah, you know, she's my comfort. And I have two youtubers that um that i look up to they follow me on my twitter on my fan page um nikki and gabby and oh my gosh flex they're my idols so tina fey and nikki and gabby are like my bam and whenever i'm I'm sad i just go to them i watch their stuff and Mm -hmm. i do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome. Totally. Tao, that's literally you for me. Like, you are the motivational speaker of my dreams. Thank You're so you. inspiring. You're so cool. We just love your energy. I think mum, our mum watched Love on the Spectrum as well. And she was like, she was like, Tao's just so kick-ass. Thank She's you. just so kick-ass. And I was like, yeah. Yes, she is. Um, Hey, I wanted to ask you as well, like going back to just relationships in general, what is it about the idea of being in a relationship that appeals to you? Well, like I said on Love on Spectrum, I really want a relationship like my mom and dad had and also Mm -hmm. still has. Like, I want... Yeah, us too. Us too. Me too. That's that's all I want. Same as our parents. I think, because, you know, you look... I think when you're a kid, you... The first relationship you always see is your grandparents, your parents. Mm. Those are the two relationships you first see, I think. Uh, especially your too. parents. And you always look up to them and you're like, wow, I love that. 
I want that. Yeah. And then you first see, and then you see a wedding, I think. Uh, when you're a little girl or a little boy, you first see a wedding. And you're like, wow, that looks pretty. And then you see it on TV. And you're like, mm-hmm. and then you see sex on TV when you're a teenager. You're like, wow, that's hot if you're. Yeah. <laughs> but with me, that's not. If you're into yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do think sex is hot, sometimes, but only when I'm really thinking, but I'm, that's barely. But the thing yeah. is that, but my main priority is that I want a relationship like my mom and dad. My mom and dad have been together for 40 years. They met mm-hmm. in Montreal and Canada, Canada when they were 20 years old. They have mm. the same kind of jobs. They're both scientists and they both professors and they just, they just do the same stuff. They, they have children and they work together they help their children when they're sick you know and you know they do everything they travel they laugh they you know they take care of their cats because they love their cats and you know (laughs) their cat they're cat people partners in crime yeah they're partner in crime and i just want to i want that yeah. Oh my gosh, Teo, I relate so much because I, that's the same as us. Our parents met when they were, you know, I think 20 or 21 in uni and mm-hmm. they've been together since then. And you're right, if you're lucky enough to have that sort of beautiful relationship and long-lasting relationship modelled to you as a kid, you sort of grow up thinking that's what love is and that, yeah. you know, you... That'll that's happen what, to you yeah, as well. Yeah, and you think that'll happen to you someday. So I think, you know, I like being single. I, 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 I do like it. being single. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, exactly. It's hard. Me too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Especially, I feel like the older you get, or the older that I get, the more I sort of think, yeah, like I'm not a a teenager anymore. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not in my early 20s. Like now would be a good time to be in a relationship. Yeah. You know? I sometimes think that with me, it's more I want a best friend because, you Mm -hmm. know, I only have a few friends and I'm like, I want more friends. And then I'm like, if I get more few friends, then maybe they can turn into relationships. But with me, I'm like, yes. I'm not ready to date yet. But I think I think it was just too much. It was a lot. And like being under the spotlight as well, cameras are on you. Yeah. It's just a very intense situation for anyone. So yeah, I can imagine but I, I love the support of the people who follow me. And they're so nice. I mean, like I tweet on Twitter and I'm like, I have a panic attack. They're like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, oh my God, I love you guys. <laughs> and like, they like go like, there. in one second they reply. I'm like, seriously, are they like, I do that's love, amazing. I love the internet for that. I it's, really do. I love it. I'm like, and I've always wanted that. Like when I was a little mm. girl, I've always wanted a support network to like help me, help me with my feelings and like mm. kind of like fans and stuff like that. And, but yeah. you know, but now I don't think them as my fans. I think them as my team, Team Teo. Yeah, I'm especially so team as, yeah, team Te- I'm team Teo. I am diehard team Teo. I mean, that's so true. And especially like with social media, like I think people's personalities and personal brands sort of are more directly accessible. Like even, you know, for us and our band, I don't think of people who follow us or who like our music as like this sort of as fan. That even seems weird to think about as fans or whatever. They're more just like people that are connected to you. Yeah. And like you said, people that are on your team and people that support you. And it's 
more of a sort of two-way street because you can communicate with people, you know, directly and personally. I think it's great. Yeah, it's more of a support network, a team that can actually tell you what to do better with your life sometimes and, like, help you along the way. Yeah, Yeah. that is so true. Genuine people who have a lot to offer and who have just found you by a stroke of luck or whatever it is. Who are just a part of your life now. It's so cool. Exactly. And, you know, that's funny that you say you sort of want to expand your friendship circle and then see if any of those relationships turn into something more or dating because I feel like for most of the people that we've spoken to on the podcast already who are in relationships like some of our past guests most of them their story has been that they were friends first and then it turned romantic so I think that's uh, so that's so interesting that you'd have that sort of perspective already it's a real because trend you never know maybe one of your friends one day will sort of blossom yeah. into something more yeah then that's what scares I'll, me yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Really that's scary. what really scares me. <laughs> oh, God, why is dating so hard and scary? I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No matter how confident you are or how many, you know, people that you've been with, it just, it's always so nerve-wracking. And it's true. It's yeah, true. It's really weird. Yeah. So we saw you go on two dates on Love on the Spectrum. The second one was with the gorgeous girl, Rosie, you were talking about before. So how has your, how's your dating journey been since the show end? I think they gave a little synopsis at the end of the season and where it said you went out with her like maybe a couple more times or for a little while um but it didn't work out so how did that go and have you you know have you gone on any other dates since then where's your journey at now well we did go out for a bit but I I know I wasn't ready I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what she was I can't speak for her and I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what she, I, I, she's not here, so I don't know. I don't want to get her in trouble. So that's what we, that's yeah. what we always say on the podcast that we can't just like talk about people who aren't here. Yeah. You don't need to throw so anybody under the bus. My, my end. So yeah. I don't, I don't know what Rosie would say. So yeah. I know I wasn't ready. I know that she is a good friend. We still talk every day. She's such a oh, good lovely. girl. Yeah, we talk, oh, we talk, so we nice. text, and all that. She's so lovely. Her parents are lovely. Her dogs are so. So cute. Um, but you know, the thing is that I know I wasn't ready, and I I think on my end I made it too fast. I think I pushed it too fast to go mm. very fast. Mm. I think I was yeah. the one that I started it too fast, and mm-hmm. I think I because you know in Love Inspection you saw me very attracted to her, so mm-hmm. yes. I was like, let's go, let's be girlfriends. Let's do so this. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I think, um, and you know, she was okay with it. And so I think she was attracted to me, of course, but I think Of course. I put- Have you seen you? Duh. <laughs> Hello. Who wouldn't be mega babe over Jeez. here? <laughs> Thank you. But I think, um, we both called it off and we said, yeah, we're not, it's gone too fast. Let's just, let's just be yeah. friends and take it slow. And if it, if yeah. we want to do it again, if we want to be girlfriends and girlfriends again, then time will tell but let's yeah. right now let's just be friends and cool. do you have you found it easy to just be friends with her even though you started out with romantic intentions because that's something I that I struggle with so like I feel much like... better to be friends first than romance oh, because so again this keeps coming up it's just so interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm doing something wrong because I'm like you I either rush in and I'm like yep let's go let's make I'm gonna marry you or I'm like oh god please don't talk to me there's no that's, in between that's happened with me because you know I had a previous relationship in high school well it, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was a real relationship or not but you know I did ask the guy out and um, love I, that you know love that and I asked him 
And, you know, he did say yes, but we just, we dated for three days. And, and then we called it off because, you know, I rushed it and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I won't give the rest yeah. of the story yeah, because I don't want to. But, yeah. But, you know, totally I know what happened was that's I fine. rushed it. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for allowing things to take their course. For example, my boyfriend now. So, I was the same as both of y'all. Before, like, this is the first proper boyfriend, really, that I've had. And I was always single, always a Pringle. (laughs) But then I met him, like, three years ago. We went on one date, and it came to nothing. But then three years later, which was last year, we went on, like, we started hanging out again. And it just so happened that I guess the timing was right, and everything just worked out. So, you know, you just need to let things take their course, don't you? Exactly. So are you guys engaged? No, <laughs> we're not engaged. Oh, okay. Is that, no, no. would you want to get married, Teo? I don't know, actually. Mm. I don't know yeah, if would I you get just married. Say- I know I want to, um, I don't know. I actually don't know. I actually don't know. I, I mean, if you asked me that two years ago, I would have said yes. But now after mm. Love on Spectrum, I have no idea. Love on the Spectrum yeah. has like really changed my mind. I mean, like for the good wow, and the better, really? like for the good and the yeah. no but like I mean like you know because I because you know it really taught me a lot of things about relationships it taught me like man there's so much to learn about relationships like to not go yeah. fast mm-hmm. and to you know mm-hmm. conversation skills look them in the eye yeah. and <laughs> and you have to talk to them and you know if you do have a relationship you will one day move in with move in with them but the problem is I don't want to move in with someone I want to yeah, stay at yeah. my house forever <laughs> Totally. But you know what? There are no rules. Every single relationship is an individual experience. You know, it's not a one size fits all thing. So I guess it just depends the person you meet, what they're like. Maybe you do end up having a relationship where you don't live together and you're married. You know, there's just an endless amount of possibilities as to how it could all pan out. Yeah, I I so understand because that's what my mom says all the time she's like there's no <laughs> rules you can make it as yours but what if the yeah. guy you know makes the rules that is true <sighs> i mean yeah. i guess you have to find those things and i've never been in a relationship so i don't know but i'm yeah, i would guess that you'd have to find those things that are either deal breakers or mm. that you're happy to compromise on you yeah. know and if you can make compromises for a person because you like them that much then it'll work out and if it's things that you just can't you know live with then hasta la vista baby that's exactly yeah. what i was gonna say hasta <laughs> la vista yeah big yeah. time yeah totally so you haven't you haven't met anyone else yet still nope. single still out here yep. i mean and also for us single girls it's hard now because we're in lockdown so exactly. i'm not meeting any new people <laughs> yeah i mean there's only not tinder and only social media <laughs> oh yeah exactly. have you been using uh, do you use dating apps at all no i don't i'm glad i don't i have tried it before and i got so scared and i was like oh my god same (laughs) i downloaded hinge purely as an experiment not as an experiment that sounds cruel but purely (laughs) like when we started this podcast so i would have some you know life experiences to talk about and i got so scared and i deleted it (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it it did not go that well i tried tinder and i tried swiping and swiping i was like this is too scary i Mm. delete (laughs) 
I like the flirtatious feeling of like excitement and you know mm. when you meet somebody new even when a friendship is just starting and it's sort of like you're getting to know each other and it can be really exciting or you get butterflies I think I like that feeling of talking to somebody mm. new mm. but yeah the dating apps is a strange strange world so I, I like the idea of meeting everyone. someone in person mm. yeah absolutely maybe where does old-fashioned romantics over here I really think so because I learned I lived with old people no offense to my mom and dad who's listening (laughs) (laughs) I hope they're not listening in yeah no I'm sure they will be they seem like legends yeah they do you're so awesome you're just so cool like I just love your energy you guys are too we would love to hang out with you after lockdown like we if we do a little blue mountains trip we're gonna have to swing your message and hang out because you're just so awesome so cool you know just message me okay will do and thank you so much for being so generous with your time because I just want everyone to know like we didn't know you at all we literally just slid into your DMs yeah. and I was like please come on our podcast and I, you were I probably like saw, um who are, you? Who, are like, you who are you random psychos I just looked at your pictures and I was like mm, they look interesting I'll reply yeah. to them <laughs> yeah. oh nice oh, love it you. we hooked you in wait wait is there anything else that you need to tell the anything good people you, of the world anything you want to get off just your chest just live your life to the fullest dudes yeah Woo! yeah baby <laughs> live it up yeah well live said it up. honestly enough said that was awesome Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in for another week of Love Clues. It's been a pleasure to have you all here. And honestly, you're welcome. You are welcome for us bringing you Teo from Love on the Spectrum. We are massive fans. We honestly think she's the coolest and know that all of you will think so as well. She's honestly so inspiring. So get ready to see her on stages near you being the motivational speaker that she was born to be. Teo, thank you so much for coming on today. I've honestly, we've gotten so much out of this conversation. It's been so enriching it's so good and it's just made me feel all bubbly and warm inside you're awesome thank you so much you really do have a presence that is unlike anyone I've ever come across me too yeah and I know we even we haven't even hung out in person yet but I think I think you're just awesome and thank you so much for doing the show thank Um, you let me take let me take a little screenshot so do a little pose in the thing yeah and I'll do a little yeah I did my hair for it it's so cute cute. I love the plats yeah Yeah, that was dope oh my god that was so good. Tia, you're so cool.